The views expressed at WTFlandia are not to direct, guide, or sway public opinion for entertainment purposes only. Special, special guest, is that you? Yes, it is. Guest, we're gonna have you just, just not not say anything. Your reveal is a lot more important at the, at the top of this conversation. So this is a test run, everybody. This is a test run right now. We're gonna reveal this guest co-host in a minute. But let me let me let me create a build up here. Let me create a build up. So right now, the guest that we have had on WTFlandia, in fact, welcome to WTFlandia, everyone. Welcome. Give yourself a round of applause. You made it here. <clears throat> you don't have COVID right now. And if you do, we're praying for you. Okay? So here we are. So here we are. The two guests that I have had the, pre- the pleasure and privilege of interviewing have been in quarantine with me. They were not easy. They were not hard books. They weren't hard hires. In fact, they were willing participants. So, and in fact, they actually kicked this whole uh, podcast off to a great start. Erevan Bothe, we have another guest interview with Rene Rene, the man, the, the, the myth, the Canadian legend. So that's coming up. But right now, the person who's being very extremely quiet and patient is someone who is near and dear to my very heart. In fact, a lot of times I think is a core fiber. A lot of parts of my heart's that beat still. She's uh, she's responsible for that. So without further ado, people, number one, we are in April, 2020. We are in this here WTF Landia room, cozying up to the outside sounds of things that we don't even look at anymore because we don't go, we don't leave our house, we're at home. So here we are in quarantine land in this room and we have a very, very important guest. I'm gonna let her describe herself to you, but she is in all rights, many, many rights, <clears throat> a trailblazer in the modeling world, a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant thinker. My goodness, I don't even know. I feel very privileged to, to have uh, gotten this interview with this one because you will not Google and find many interviews with this wonderful enigma because she refuses. Yet, here she is with with us here in quarantine Landia. <laughs> WTF Landia, a Tong Arjok, supermodel of the world. At least that's what I'll say because you're my best friend. Welcome Thank to the you, Char. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I couldn't here. be happier to do this interview with anyone else but you. As you know, I, I tend to shy away from speaking to people that I don't know. So I'm glad. I feel safe. Absolutely. So so Tong is one of those people that is a stranger danger. She don't talk to strangers, folks. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's nothing personal. Okay. Ever since I met this person. Is not all. She's not going to jump in your face. That's more my vibe. That's more my thing. I'm an Aries. I'm flamboyant. I'm loud. 
The tongue is the very. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm the opposite quick. of you. That's how we balance each other out. I got to reel you in like, ah, uh-uh, Char, bring it in, bring it in. You know? absolutely but that's that's kind of that's kind of the building blocks right that's the building blocks of a lasting friendship is i think the balance speaking of balance your star sign is a libra correct. is that correct yep. you're a scale libra and wow and so libra so say that again and the justice justice and balance the Libra, for those of you who don't know what this, what the Libra sign is, a Libra sign is an astro- astrological sign in which there are months we're all born and we all are then given a sign from someone in, in the astrological world. And so Atong Arjak is a Libra. Your host, Char Espothe, is an Aries. Okay. So those two signs have been known. You can Google this. Okay. We do a lot of fact and fiction here. This is a fact. Aries and Libras have been known to be the best, be the very best. Compatible. Uh, And I also. Compatible. Yeah. Cause you can balance out this crazy girl. I'm going to be, I'm going to call it for what it is. I'm I'm, I'm lit. I'm lit most of the times. You're not, you're mellow. But I want to ask you, Tong, while I have you here, because I know your time is valuable. You know, you have to, there's things you got to do throughout the day. Like, I think you have another interview you're doing after this one here. And then you've got to go from the refrigerator to the, to the, the washroom, back, still, back to the fridge, to your room. To the, <laughs> so I got to do that. Very big. Yes. Speaking of online classes. Now, since since you just mentioned that, this is a discussion that we've kind of been mulling over here. Is this the new wave of education? Will online classes be a thing for good? I mean, for now, it's looking like that unless they reopen um, the campuses again. But as of now, that's what we have to work with. Right. Now, how are you finding these classes? Because I know I have three children, okay? I have three children in grades six, seven, and two. And I have a godson, yep. Atong, who is in four. grade, Mathieu is in, in grade, grade four. He's in fourth grade. Yeah. He's in the fourth grade. And so with three kids, Atong, I've had to download approximately 600 applications for each right. of their classes. So I don't have, my phone is. My phone is is dead right. right now, okay? But so this is this is the thing, right? I, I wasn't prepared because online virtual classes weren't necessarily as important as they have become in the past, like say yeah. month. Um, do you find it do you find it uh, easier to be in class taking good old fashioned notes, or are you one of those people that is actually okay with the virtual nature of where schooling okay. is going. Prior to this, I was taking one online classes and three class three classes on campus. But I um I like the traditional okay. way of being in class. I don't know if you feel so much more like connected and you're you're with the other student and you're engaging. You know the thing that I used to find very difficult with my one online class before the quarantine was the fact that I will get home okay, and I will get distracted rather than focusing on what I have to do online. I, I get distracted by oh, all my browsers. Wow. But now with a quarantine, mm. I, um, I actually found a new way that I really like. I wake up in the morning, shower, 
get dressed up. I still get dressed and get on my desktop as if like, you know, to psych my mind that I'm going somewhere. Hey. So that's been working for me. Self-love. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It has been. Hey, so do you think that it maybe just took a little bit of a mental adjustment? Because when we have, I think, oh, you you bring up a good point. Because I think when something is easily accessible, let's just take this, let's just think of it this way. Something is easily accessible. You may not see it as something that is easily accessible until you are without it. Let's say a broom, right? I have a broom. I can sweep uh, yeah. my floor. I don't have a broom. I I find that it's a little bit more difficult to find something to repl- to to to, to right. do that job, right? So you may have had this virtual class when virtual classes yeah. was an option, and you were like, okay, well, I'm at home, I'm chilling, but at school, I know I have to focus. Now that you're into however many weeks, how many weeks are you into this wow. virtual? You're almost forced now? to be. We're going on a third week. Course. Yeah. So in three, in three weeks, your your brain. And this is the cool thing about the brain is it's basically it's basically said a tongue look at you need to create a schedule so that you're not distracted because this is the only way to school. Do you think that maybe that's the case? You know, because this this is it, you know, so it's just all about adjusting and adapting to your new circumstances. Yeah, right. And this is the thing and this is the thing we like to talk about here on WTF Landia is is about how i mean we, we kind of we laugh a lot in here but we're, we're kind of trying to figure out a balance because i think the fact that being in this new era with this and i call it an error because it's such a mistake my goodness but being in this new era we're finding out that you almost have no choice but to mentally adjust you have to it's like fight right. or flight almost right yeah, yeah. What did you do before you were in schooling full time? What was what was your career? And do you see some? Can, could we talk about essential work um, on here? And did you find that your career was essential work, or do you find that this career, this schooling, and the career that you're that you're that you're going towards now would be considered essential work? Because essential work seems to be a very 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 interesting category because i find things that are essential that when other people might not wor- so do you think talking about something that is more aligned to um toward our purpose or what do you mean by essential work Ooh, who's oh. the journalist here wonderful question i run a wonderful rebuttal question i think what i mean in asking that question is that is that uh, one the the top of that question was what did let's just start here. What did you do? What do you do for work? What what brings home a check for you? And did you find that that and do you find that that work could be considered uh, essential? fulfilling or necessary? Okay, well what I did okay necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you're good. You're good. I love it. Let us know. Okay. Let us know. Well, um, how I brought him. How I brought home checks was through modeling, and um, and boy did you ever! I said, and boy did you ever! My gosh, you guys! I need you to. Sorry to cut you off, but this is what we do here at WTF Landia. I need you guys to just uh, do yourselves a favor and understand that this quiet, this uh, this quieter spirit or more subdued spirit is a very, very. powerful being. I, I particularly am a huge fan of your 
modeling work, mm-hmm. as you call it, um, is brilliant. You've been captivating a lot, a large audience for a lot of years, and so we appreciate your work. But, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I I did enjoy the work that I did. I, I feel like yes, um, it was essential in a sense, you know, just being the, the token black girl and you know knocking on doors, you know, opening doors for um, the the future generation of modeling or of models of models of color. Ooh. So I feel like I've done my part in that. And that chapter is now pretty much closed. And I'm moving into my second chapter, which was which is education. And that's what I have always wanted to pursue. And I'm at a point in my life where I have to live for me and I have to live for the dreams that I want to achieve rather than um, just go along with the flow. So I might make up my mind and, and right. follow where my heart leads me. Wow. 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 That's, that's powerful because right now there, there are a couple of ways that one might, might go about, um, dealing with this, 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 this pandemic that we're dealing with right now. And that's one to shut, shut down, shut down. And even I, I even attempted to shut down for the first couple of days, um, when I decided guys, we have to stay in and I got myself on a Mm. nap schedule and, I couldn't do it. I'm not a napper in the middle of the day. So, so then you find, you find that, and I think that that's a normal and it's okay. And I beat myself up for it because I'm like, I could be doing something when really I should have just been doing exactly what I was doing. So you get those people who are either shutting down or you get the people who have, like you mentioned, said, I have to figure out, this is what I wanted to do. This is always where my heart was drawn. And I feel like now guys, right now, there's no time like the present. And in fact, if time were an excuse, we are absent of that excuse now. We don't even have to make that an excuse anymore because right now, while everyone's stopped, while we are told to stay home, you have nothing but time. So it's nice. It's just nice to hear that you are, you, you've been optimizing that. And even you were doing this yeah. before this whole coronavirus thing happened. So you're in year, what year are you in now? second year. Oh, it's gonna fly by, dude. Second year, it seemed like after the second year, it's like you're almost there. And what's your ultimate goal in this? What do you want to? What What do you want to leave your mark? And you've left your mark in many ways on this, on this planet, for other essential reasons. <laughs> but now, what is it? I guess you know, if if someone had to say something about you, and this is hard. This is some. You're a person that's not. You you don't think about yourself a lot. You're in fact you're a person that thinks of. Right. A lot of folks before yourself. I want to tell you, this isn't. I, 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 we will have to do a, a continuation of this interview because this was actually just a warm up. But here we are. But I wanted to um, <clears throat> say that you, you, you're one of those people that are sharing. But now you have to focus on what it is that you're going to do. So, what do you want people to know you for at the end of it all? When, when it's all said and done, when a tongue has left her, left the world. And the mark. What does the mark say? What is the, the mark? The ultimate for mark that I want to leave. I, I want people to be to be able to walk into any like space and feel and feel like themselves, authentically them, without the fear of judgment, without the fear of other people's opinion. You know. And I, I just wanted to take it back um, mm. to my my ultimate goal in terms of like schooling. You know, so I'm a, I'm a psych major. Yes, thank you. And I'm also minoring in Black Studies. And Black Studies, 
Ooh, okay, so psych, psych major yes. in black so studies. So the ultimate goal with that is to okay. really bring therapy into the black community and have that understanding in order to 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 apply, you know, um, therapy and therapy methods and make it comfortable so it's not so taboo. You have to understand the core of why black people fear, you know, seeing a therapist. And, and, and how can you change yeah. that and you know what what can you do to change their mind to, to make them feel like it is okay it is needed you know you can pray away depression you feel me right as we as we've been often told in our childhood it's just kind of like in the in the black community we 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 look to god first that's the first and foremost thing and 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 i think that's an old school thought is that we almost we almost look over the fact that god put people on this right. planet to be like psychologists yeah. <laughs> to help people through it. Not to so i think that's what you're trying to, to say prayer you know i think it's healing you know prayer meditation yeah. but i do think that we have to look at other um, alternatives it can just be one way to you know the goal is to be well but if there's another way that can get you there why not take it which brings me to this point i saw this meme recently and it was like it was like the boomers okay so we're boomers i guess to these kids because they don't understand that the boomers are born in the 50s but whatever so the they, the older generation they're like so you whisper to your friend like um so at therapy at therapy today, my my uh, my therapist was like blah blah blah, and you know, and the youth, the millennials, whatever the heck they're called, they go, oh my god, like WTF? Do you know who my therapist is? They're like excited about. It. So basically, what that meme was saying is that it was super yeah. cliche to have to go to a therapist, you know, for people and who are you know. 2030 from our for our age the younger folks are this is something that's cool and especially in community in the black community and communities of color because religion says you know faith first and that absolutely i i one of those people that understands yeah. faith first but i also understand people that says there is a tongue put on this uh planet to further that and to step in communities that are maybe maybe not going to be overlooked and 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 present it in a way that obviously I, I I look to help help these people out, but also let them know that it's totally fine that they're here to get this help from me. Right. Right. Like I guess I guess that's what that's what that's what will happen. And that's what I'm seeing will happen for you is that you'll be able to touch those communities that are underlooked, underserved, and also just because you know the boomers we didn't get it like that, so we're not necessarily going to. You know, and then uh, I have another question in regards to that. Financially, I know that you know a lot of a lot of Black folks, a lot of the communities of colors may not have that ninety dollars, seventy dollars it takes per session with a therapist. How do we how do we figure a way around that? Because I know it, it, I, I know there's like um, several organizations that provide free therapy for like black men but they don't really have that for black women i saw one on the breakfast um the breakfast club like uh i think like two months ago Hmm. i forgot what it's called but um they provide therapy you know for black men by black therapists you know so that was that's wonderful not but i think they they need more organizations like that that go into the um the urban areas or the inner cities and offer these free services because people can really like utilize them. There's a lot of like depressions that go on 
because of like poverty but we tend to overlook yeah. and we wonder why everyone is not working at um at their um ultimate level or ultimate level right because they they yeah. really are dealing with things that they don't have a handle on it sounds like and i know right people aren't necessarily dealing with things that, that, that they don't have a handle on. Like for instance, growing up in the inner cities of Los Angeles, of mm-hmm. San Diego and experiencing that mm-hmm. gang culture. It's almost like we have resorted to as black people and, and inner city people who live in the inner city and people of color is we resorted to almost therapeutic, being, uh, being a therapist right. to ourselves. You know, by by being involved in groups that we could talk to, and those are those are what what can, many can consider gangs in the inner city. People that we hang out with, people that we click with, people that we talk with. Okay, and then it becomes that. But but then w- when you're talking, so this is your therapy. Just open, mm-hmm. hear me out here. You're in your ther- You're in the neighbor. You're mm-hmm. in the inner city. Your therapy is your friends. Those friends are those gangs. What you're mm-hmm. talking about in those circles. In those circles of therapy is yo did you see what homie had he on his instagram he had a lot of money let's go get that money your therapy circles are it's, it's probably a bit more toxic I right mm-hmm. and this is because and this is because there's not an option of being able to get a positive therapy uh, uh option right an actual person who doesn't know you who is is qualified to look over things in your life and help to work things out for you instead many communities unserved communities have looked to each other to find but, ways off out in those my my problem talk. with that is that um yes you get to talk it out you feel a little better but that's only scratching the surface so it doesn't get to the root of what your issues are you know mm. how do you get there how do you how do you well, get there you- when you, when you there. spend time with a professional, they can get to the core of your issues. And then, you know, especially when, when yeah. there's someone you don't know, I think there's, there's also like a comfort level of, um, of being open and knowing that you're not going to be judged because this is their, their job, you know? And when right. you're talking to your friends, you got to filter never- out, you know, you got to filter out what, what you want out and what you don't want out. You're not going to be completely hundred percent open. But you still have to coexist so with true. people. And sometimes they might use your weaknesses so against you. So why would you tell them everything? Ooh, now we now we talking on the whole. Yes, it's true. It's true. You do you guys find that sometimes you just keep things to yourself because you just, you know, some people that are closest to you uh could hurt you the most. I know that that is that is something that, you know, is is you're right. A lot of reason why people won't talk to their friends and instead just stay involved with what feels natural. And sometimes or a lot they of the just time you give them an overview under- of things, but not the full details and you know of of what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that when you can sit down with a professional therapist, you're able to you're able to understand that person yes. is unbiased. They don't know you. They're not judging. They're just right. doing their For job. Me, like going to um, going to therapy was was really helpful you know it's different because when, when i talk to you you know i talk to you and my sister all the time and you are um when i when i go through stuff and like at times i feel like it's a burden on you guys you know because i come in with like 
multitude of issues and problems and they're like oh my gosh everything is over you know I don't feel good I feel depressed but then I, I don't <laughs> want to burden you guys you know you actually never ever but, ever said that that sounds like more something you said what? but no I hear you, you. Know, you're like, right you don't want to like lay your problem thick on other people because you know they got their own issues that they got to deal with as well so when you come in and like dump your Absolutely. your shit on them you don't mm-hmm. feel good Absolutely. yes you, you know you need somebody to to hear you out but then at the same time you're just kind of like oh did i just um damper their day with my my heavy shit you know speaking of and it's true we got to look out for each other almost you want you want to ask people before you unload uh, before you unload, and I, I appreciate that, Atong, because you you honestly you do that very well. You you find out a person's headspace before you do most often. And I, I listen. It 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 feels. I just I I, I have I have I have to I have, I have to address this before okay. it leaves my brain. I wish that a certain person would take that advice before they unload. Let's talk about your president out Ooh. there, number forty five. He just unloads. Yeah, I wish his I wish his Twitter I wish his Twitter fingers his little Twitter feed had a twenty four hour uh uh we'll see we'll see if we'll send this mode. Let me check this out before we send this mode. It, he needs he needs a prompt I, I or two. Think, I think what some we need to he, do is just like take like a razor and just you know cut his like his fingertips just like slash him a little bit so he don't touch the keypads. Are you, <laughs> On, on WTF Landia, we do not, we do not resort finger finger slicing tips for Twitter fingers. We don't resort to that, and we do not encourage that's that. One, okay, that's but that was funny. That was pretty uh, funny. <laughs> Love it. Oh. <laughs> we don't condone any kind of violence, but that was funny. But you know, he does. He needs a prompter because you're right. So we're dealing with the coronavirus right now at Tonk, and he's getting on there and he's talking about his ratings. He's talking about come over to death row. He sounded like Suge Knight. He sent a, he sent a Twitter out and he was like, hey, yo, uh, Bernie Sanders is out. You Democrats come over here to the, to, uh, to the G, 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 Grand Old Party. I was like. I just thought Suge Knight might as well have sent that Twitter. Is this a source of words? I saw it in the source roars and I saw his little emoji face as Suge Knight. (laughs) It all just went black. (laughs) So I think you're on to something people should really think about. And it starts at the top. So right now we have a lot of fear going on around us, a tongue. Thank you for stepping in here and just just briefly um, letting us know what you're doing and how we can kind of erase those fears in the future. I just wish that it would start at the top. Like, how did how did we get here? How did we get here with that 45? Well, you know how what? We get speaking there? of therapy, I think he needs major therapy. That's what he needs. He needs to be locked in and, you know, just, just drill. Like, you know what? So there, there, I don't there, even think that there. that's going to work. The man is, what, 76, 70, what? How old is he? 69. No, he's like 73. Or 73. 69 or 70. He's in his 70s. Okay. I I don't think that he's reprogrammed or rewired because he's unwilling. He's totally unwilling. Like he's so um, stuck in his way. He's unwilling. Yes, he's stuck in his way. He's unwilling to think of 
people, it sounds like he's unwilling to think of others first. Because some of those messages and those tweets that you read, you you would imagine that you weren't thinking about other people. You certainly weren't making anybody feel comfortable with that tweet. If you made him maybe get a little bit more anxiety. And we can just go ahead and pull up all the transcripts of tweets that are a little shady and shysty. A little, man, whole lot. The actually. man has never been about anybody but himself. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate. And, uh, it's just it's, it's, it's a sad reality that half of America thinks the way that he thinks, or otherwise they won't be supporting him. You know, that was a question, right? How did we get there? How did he get in the office? What do we look? What does it look like? You know what? Before I get, he's a reflection. <laughs> he's a reflection of you know some of us or some people in America, big time. It, he is. He's a reflection of of some deep seated uh, hate in people that. that? Yeah, we can say racism. We can call. We can absolutely call racism. And ignorance. Why wouldn't we not? Ignorance. Ignorance is at the top of that racism list too. Yeah. Because you know, um, educated white women were among the people that voted for him. So then I can't really blame ignorance on it. So it has to be racism. You know, if you eliminate, you know, ignorance, then that's that. But what? Speaking of black studies. Mm So I had a couple points. I did run into Donald Trump at a Lakers game. Did I ever tell you about that? No, you didn't. And he flashed over that little Grinch who stole Christmas smile. Yeah. And it felt <laughs> it felt warmer. It felt warmer back in those days. It felt warmer. It didn't feel. I didn't look at him with the same eyes. I, maybe it's it's because I didn't see him with the same eyes I see him in today. So he didn't seem. He didn't have racist eyes on him that oh. day. He didn't have. He didn't have racist eyes. He didn't have a, you know, that that one downward smile that he does on TV all the time. He had a nice little Grinch who stole Christmas smile and lit up the basketball court for a minute as we walked past each other at halftime. Did half he blend in with the basketball? Little... He had a hat on. He had a hat on. A New York hat on. Did the basketball didn't even like have his hair face? out. Was it orange like his face? I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about Joe President like that. I'm a, I, when when I do, we'll know. It'll be really yeah. He was he was uh, he was a he was a that kind of a character, right? So I don't know. Things have changed, but what I'm saying is then then he didn't seem as racist. And do you think that that 45 may be a product of the people that voted for him? He seems like he's teetering. He started teetering over into the racism car when people started calling him racist, which meant no, no, 45 been a racist, you know, okay. It might sound bad because I worked for him for 10 years, for over 10 years. I worked for him. Can we tell the people, can we tell the people what you did for, Yes, yeah, for that for ten- I model for Trump model management for over ten years. That's right, dude. I forgot, dude. I had that. I had that card on my wall. I had a wall of of, of comp cards of all my gorgeous yeah. friends, like Mercedes and Lamone and no, and Atong and whoever else. But yes, Trump was on my wall. I'll never forget yeah. that. How was that experience? Yeah, tell us about it. The experience was amazing. Um, well, he he was he was never in in the agency so he would we would only see him during the holiday parties and he'll come in for a few minutes and and dip out but when i live in new york i would see him a lot at chipiani's and he always just had like that weird vibe that that creep okay remember the third debate with hillary when he was like um, hovering around her just like when she's standing there he's like just like Right, right. 
So that's pretty much how I he hung out at Cipriani's. He just was like, take. He just took up space, but not really doing anything with it. Mm. You know. Mmm. Yeah. Taking up space and not doing anything good with it. We all know those people. You guys, you know those people that take up a whole lot of space and you, and then you go. But that doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like you're doing anything good with it. I think that's a good point, man. Because if the first thing in your on your mind on a tweet at 5 a.m. after your first line of cocaine, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> saying that. That's what it is. It feels like it. it feels a little aggressive. But if it, if, if, if your tweet is not is not considerate of people who are in a very, very, very frantic and a very anxious and a very uncertain world, uh, then, then you're just not doing your job. It's you're, 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 you know, you really got to think about others. And I think therapy, I think, I think you're going to have a lot of work is what I'm saying. You're going to have a lot of clients after this. People are going to need a lot of therapy. And a lot um, of help to get through life. We should definitely wrap this up. Big time. Especially our people. Especially our people who are yeah, especially our people who are who are dying at 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 at, at, at a very rapid rate rate because we don't have access to a lot of things. We'll get into that later. Atong, our jock, I want to thank you for stepping into WTF Landia room. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being the best. Literally, when I say sister, guys, she is my sister. We basically okay. might as well came out of the same mama because we are we're blood. And I love you. And I thank you for coming to do this and honoring my you. guests with your thank presence. You for having me. Yo. And thank you for listening. Because she be in here listening, y'all. She be in here in this room listening with us, too. So she's she on here talking now. Yep. Just like us. She's just like us. Celebrity. Love you. Like us. All right. I love you, man. Later. You have a great day. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the entire contents and design of this podcast are the property of WTF Landia Radio or used by WTF Landia Radio with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. Except as otherwise provided herein, users of this podcast may save and use information contained in the podcast only for personal or non-commercial educational purposes, no other use, including without limitation reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without the prior written permission of WTF Landia Radio, which may be requested by contacting WTF Landia Radio. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on this information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice unless unless stated otherwise. The WTF Landia Radio Group does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or, or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion, standards, or policies of WTF Landia Radio. WTF Landia Radio assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness completeness 
of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with the applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. WTF Landia Radio expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to this, reliance on, or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast. Thank you.